This program contains subject matter and language that may be disturbing to some viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. More technical problems. We live in the 21st century. Your host, Michael guys uh welcome to today's show guys welcome we got a damn good show for you uh about to bring on Soslin Timison from his show the Sas report uh guys uh we're waiting on Joseph I'm not sure if Joseph fell asleep on his couch or something he's known to do that ladies and gentlemen from time to time uh but until Joseph gets here um I want to bring Sas here on the um on the camera here I see Sas bobbling his head a mile a minute. Hopefully, he's got some strong Wi-Fi. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully this works out for him, uh, guys. We're gonna supposed to have uh, Derek from Wham Radio join us here on the show. So, got to get the water in for this one, guys. So, um, yeah. So we're about to bring Sas in here. Sas, how's it going, buddy? Welcome, man. What's going on, buddy? Oh. Man, what what's going on inside? Ask for a code of conduct, you know, from UW Madison. Yeah. Redacted papers. Oh my goodness! Like I've asked that. Okay. Right. Get this. Okay. They're like trade secrets. Documents consistent trade secrets are defined in Wisconsin statutes. It would harm the public's interest. Why don't you cry me a river, UW? Madison. Oh my goodness. I'm giving up. Yeah, you're getting so it's going to be a rather interesting stuff. Well, yesterday, guys, we had, um, well, I had the opportunity to be on Tommy Nation Politics. Oh, uh, damn good show. <laughs> damn good show. Yeah, guys, we got a, uh, a clip here. Yeah, we got a clip here uh, that I'm about to plug in, guys. Check this out. Directed the murder of U.S.-based journalist Jamal Khashoggi. The State Department also says the Saudi government is responsible for executing nonviolent offenders and for torture. President Trump has not punished senior Saudi leaders. Would you? Yes, and I said it at the time. Khashoggi was, in fact, murdered and dismembered. Oh, and I believe in the, the order of the Crown Prince. Shut up. And I would make it very clear. We were not. Shut this goon up, Sauce. This guy's a freaking goon. This is our president of the United States. I got to get a water here because I, I'm, I'm going to be going out of words here. Sauce, man, talk to me. What's going on, man? He's got to give more money to them. That's what, that's what they have to do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely got to get some more yeah. money so in here. I want to plug that. I want to plug that in a little bit more, guys, but we're going to bring our guests in here. Uh, joining us here from Wham Radio, uh, Derek. Man, what is going on, buddy? Hi, Michael. Can can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, man. Everything is uh, loud and clear on your end. What, what's going on, man? Welcome to Savage Unfiltered. Uh, I'm the host well, here, Michael Gardner, and then joining us here is the co-host Soslin Timison. Uh, welcome to the show, man. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me, and I got to give a big thank you to Joe Lenard for setting this up. He's the one who got me to reach out to you to be on your program and thank you for giving me some time to talk about 
a big game that's going to be coming up in college football on New Year's Eve, one of the two college football playoff semifinals, which will feature in the Fiesta Bowl, the Michigan Wolverines and the TCU Horned Frogs. And when you look at this matchup, the Michigan Wolverines, they've been dominant this entire season with their power running game. They average, yeah. yep, that they've yep. averaged over two, they've averaged 243 rushing yards per game and 40.1 points per game as well. And obviously their biggest star, Blake Corum, he's out for the year, had to have season-ending knee surgery. Unfortunately, he was their big guy in the backfield, averaged 5.9 yards per carry, scored 18 rushing touchdowns, accumulated 1,463 rushing yards, but they have a capable backup in Donovan Edwards. He came up big against the Ohio State Buckeyes a couple of weeks ago. Oh, he did he really? Yeah, he. I mean, he hammered that 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 fucking game. I mean, Derek. I mean, it was it was it was balls to the wall, man. Really. <laughs> yeah, a pair of touchdown runs of eighty-five and seventy-five yards to put that game away for the Wolverines when it looked like maybe Ohio State was going to make a comeback in the fourth quarter. They got to within eight points but the Michigan running game was resilient. They struggled early on in that game. They had to go to the passing game, and it surprisingly it worked because the Michigan Wolverines passing game with J.J. McCarthy had been sporadic. Target, the receivers would drop it a lot of times deep down the field, and then a lot of times J.J. McCarthy would overthrow open receivers. But yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, I caught I caught some of that uh that you've been you've been saying on your radio station there up in Detroit, uh, Derek on Wham Radio, man. Uh, you guys have been, I mean, hammering that topic like left and right. So hat tip to you guys over there at Wham Radio, buddy. I mean, getting in the content where it's supposed to be. Uh, thank you very much. That's all I have to say. Big follower of you guys up there in Detroit. All right. Well, well, thank you very much, Michael. I, I truly appreciate it. So, so I want to talk about uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, college uh, football. Uh, Sauce and I, we've been, you know, kind of tackling this, man. What do you think is going to happen with this uh, this Georgia Bulldog and um, Alabama? Oh, well, actually, Georgia's playing Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excuse me, I had it backwards. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, I had it backwards. Yeah, yeah. what, what do you think of that game? bad. To be honest, uh, I... It, I, I haven't watched that much of Georgia this year, but I know they've got a strong run defense, and I and they yes. and they get a, they get after the quarterback pretty well. So I, and yep. C.J. Stroud, when when he went up against Michigan and they brought pressure to him, he struggled. He couldn't complete the complete passes on a consistent basis. So I truly believe the Georgia defense. They've got some great athletes. And they're going to be able to bring the pressure to get in C.J. Stroud's face and create a lot of havoc for him and try to make the Ohio State offense one-dimensional be a running team. And that's not what Ohio State wants to be. They want to throw the ball all over the parking lot, play sandlot football-style football. And that's just, in my mind, that's not going to really happen for Ohio State in this game. And I think it's kind of karma at the same time, too, because the Buckeyes – they backed into the college football playoff, really didn't earn it in a way, not being it. They didn't win their conference championship. And because USC got smoked by Utah in the Pac-12 championship game, that's ultimately how Ohio State got in. 
and they, they obviously the, the college football playoff committee, they didn't want to have a rematch between Michigan and Ohio state. So that's well, why they you, kept Michigan. Yeah, did you see ahead. the game? Did you see the game uh, this past Saturday, man, with LSU? I mean, in my eyes, man, they dominated that game 50 to 30 uh, this past Saturday. Yeah, I, I was watching some of that game, but yeah, what? Uh, see, the thing with me is, if I'm not watching anybody, if if Michigan's not playing in the game and it, and it's a blowout, typically I I turn it off. So once I saw that George or LSU was making somewhat of a comeback, possibly maybe could make make a game of it, and then all of a sudden Georgia started pulling away once again. I, I knew in my mind Georgia was going to win this game going away, and that's ultimately what they did with their with their big tight end, Brock Bowers, for Georgia. That guy is oh, God. a beast. He, he, yeah. he, he is, he's going to be, obviously, playing in the National Football League for somebody. He could be the next Travis Kelsey. For, I, uh, I like see him the, going over to possibly, and this is my own personal opinion, uh, possibly uh, – the Bucks, or I mean, maybe New York Jets might pick them up in the offseason. You never know, yeah. man. What about the right? Chicago yeah, Bears. Chicago Bears sauce says, "Yeah, yeah, I agree with sauce." Yeah, well, I don't know. Chicago needs a, to be rebuilt their damn team. That's that's what I think. Thing is, so, um, is his what's his, what's your actual name besides Wham Radio? I don't know. Oh well, yeah, we're. Our, our moniker is actually Wham Talk 1600. We're on AM 1600 and also 92.7 FM up here in, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And actually, the, the okay. FM transmitter is based out of Chelsea. That covers a, a little bit of a smaller area. but And we also stream on online at whamradio.com. Well, well, what is – so I covered um, – <clears throat> so I, I covered – got exposed that they're not a good team after all and i think it could be versus in the championship and i hate damn i don't get be the back back which because they got a good run defense they got a good run, run game game um and that's what michigan is comprised of yeah, and that that's that that is scary to think if Michigan ultimately beats TCU and Georgia beats Ohio State, which I believe will happen, and the Michigan Georgia match up for yeah. the national championship. That's ultimately going to be the huge test for Michigan. They got walloped by Georgia last year in yeah, the college football yeah. playoff semifinal, and and JJ McCarthy, the Wolverine starting quarterback, he's made it a point that this team has not forgotten about that beating and hopefully they have learned their lesson from that game last year. And maybe they've got something in their back pocket. I know Blake Corum, their star running back won't be playing. So that certainly does not help the Wolverines in that aspect, but with Donovan Edwards, their backup running back than Blake Corum. So once he sees the hole, he, and he has the ability to make guys miss. I mean, if you watch the Big Ten Championship game on that 60-yard run in the second half, all of the offensive linemen. Oh, yeah, he took that damn – yeah, he took yeah. it hard, uh, Derek. I mean, he he ran that ball like like there was no tomorrow, man. Uh, I, I, I follow uh, Michigan uh, very well, and, I mean, they have a tremendous squad under their belt. They really do. Uh, I've mentioned this with Sauce many times in the show, including mine and his – on the sauce report. And 
I mean, we got into great detail and sauce was like, you know, Michigan is going to go there all the way, but I mean, you can't forget about Georgia. I mean, the Bulldogs, I mean, every single freaking game, man, they're, 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 they're fucking pulling like hammies, like left and right. Literally. I mean, it's just, it's just the way they are in Athens. I mean, it's, it's, they're, they're proud of their team there in Athens, Georgia. And it's a tremendous stadium for folks that haven't been over to Athens, Georgia. Uh, a historic little town, man. But uh, the people behind that stadium, uh, Derek, I've never seen uh, the amount of passion coming out of this fan base there in Georgia. They get so loud. They get so rowdy. And they're behind their Bulldogs. So it's I, I think Bulldogs, man, they're, they're going to go all the way. Yeah, and they very well could beat Michigan again. But it, it, and this is going to be the key for Michigan to overcome Georgia. It's going to have to be up to the tight ends. Michigan, I think they're going to have to run a lot of double tight end formations. And with Luke Schoonmaker and Colston Loveland, Joel Honigford, and Max Bredesen, those are four highly capable tight ends for the Wolverines who can block in the running game. And they've shown that consistently throughout this entire season. Ultimately, that's what it's going to come down to if Michigan wants to pull off this upset. And it would be a pretty big upset. And I know Georgia, they'll probably be at least a touchdown favorite yeah. if, it, if both of these teams end up playing for the national championship. So oh, I, I think Georgia relies heavily on the run game, but they also have a good pass. Yeah, yeah, and Georgia, yeah, I'll give from what little I've seen this year, and and unfortunately I have to plead ignorance because the way it works with me in watching college football, I, I work on Saturday afternoons here at Wham Radio in Ann Arbor. So most of the time I have to record the Wolverines football games and then I go back home and watch them, typically starting about five o'clock, and then I I I methodically take notes on each game and it takes me sometimes between three and four hours to, to take notes on each game for, to, for my own program on Sunday afternoon. So yeah. then I, I don't yeah. have much time to watch what, what's going on with other teams, but I just catch what's going on here and there. But from what little I've seen of Georgia, it, the, yeah, they've got some monstrous athletes and their tight end Brock Bowers. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, he's going to be, ultimately the the Wolverines number one guy who they're going to have to cover. Oh, without a doubt. As far without as a pass doubt. defense. Yeah. Without and and doubt. Michigan and Michigan's defense, they've gotten burned with some big pass plays this year. But they yes. but, but but Jesse Minter, the Wolverines defensive coordinator, he's done a fantastic job of making yeah. halftime adjustments. And hey Derek, <laughs> we're we're losing time, man. Uh 15 seconds, buddy. Uh you got any more last remarks here uh, before we uh close it out with you? I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. Oh, oh well well Thanks. thank you very much, Michael. I, I truly appreciate being on the program and giving me some time to talk about the Michigan Wolverines football team and I'm I'm gonna say go <laughs>